Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special October 2017 edition of the Film Find Five. I'm your host, Matt Smith. Uh, what I'm going to be doing to uh, you guys over the next few weeks is giving you some suggestions of horror films you should watch leading up to Halloween. Uh, of course, these special episodes of the Film Find Five will drop to Patreon subscribers first and then into the regular podcast feed later in the week. If you are interested in becoming a patron of the Film Find, go to patreon.com slash thefilmfind and help us put on one hell of a show. Uh, as Adam would tell you, the best movie podcast ever, assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before. Today's film that I want to talk to you a little bit about is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Toby Hooper's own 1986 sequel to his major success and breakthrough, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, this was co-written by Toby Hooper and Ellen Kit Carson, who, aside from this film, is probably most well-known for having written the adaptation of Paris, Texas, the Wim Wenders film uh, starring um, Harry Dean Stanton. Uh, this film uh, has quite a few bizarre performances in it that uh, really are fan favorites, I think, at this point, including none other than Bill Mosley as Chop Top. Um, what happens in this film is that it's set uh, 14 years into the future, um, after the first uh, film, and there are now a series of murders and uh, rumored killings and cannibalistic ritual killings throughout northern Texas. Um, Dennis Hopper plays a lieutenant uh, in uh, uh, the state police down there in uh, Texas, and he's trying to track down the Sawyer clan. Yes, they have a name this time. Uh, Pop is back, Pop Sawyer, Jim Seedow. Uh, he plays the cook. He, of course, was serving up some good barbecue the first time around. Uh, this time around, uh, Bill Johnson taking over as Leatherface, or as he's once or twice called by Bill Mosley, Bubba. Now, the main difference here is that Toby Hooper felt that his original film did not quite get the reception he wanted. See, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, in spite of its documentary feel and its... Um, kind of gritty, uh, very fraught nature, uh, was apparently a black comedy. So this time out, Toby Hooper decides he's going to make just that. And what we get is an over-the-top, in-your-face splatter and gore fest that fluctuates wildly between tones of just pure abject horror and disgusting uh, stuff going on on screen and just wildly crazy antics, uh, several of them, uh, the key moments from Bill Mosley himself, but also, uh, kind of manifesting in really a bizarre and kind of wonderful performance from the lead actress, Caroline Williams, who plays Stretch, a radio DJ who, uh, comes up on the Sawyer's radar after she has recorded them murdering someone via their car phone. That's right. 1986 car phone. Uh, Notable about that scene is not so much the carnage, although there is a really great um, partial uh, head slicing moment in there where uh, just really great blood spurts. Um, what's great about that scene is that it's a, there's an Oingo Boingo song in the background that is uh, top notch. Um, 
If you've never seen this film, it's a little hard to describe. If you're a fan of the original and you have seen it, you probably don't quite know what in the hell you just watched. Uh, that is exactly how the film was received when it was released, and in spite of its growing cult status, uh, it's still seen as something of an odd film. Um, basically, uh, it just throws a whole bunch of stuff at the screen and lets it stick, um, and it does it pretty successfully in my book. I really love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Bill Mosley's performance is just batshit enough to be one for the ages. Uh, there's really weird sexual frustration shit going on with, uh, with Leatherface, and bizarrely in a scene where he and his chainsaw have sex, uh, in quotations, with Stretch uh, when they come to kill her the first time. Um, the film did not do so well financially. Uh, it had a budget of $4.7 million. Uh, it only grossed $8.02 domestically. Uh, and for years, it was unavailable in many countries, including New Zealand, Australia, and Singapore. Um, the One last note, the production company, uh, Canon Films, uh, really wanted a horror film for its roster. And they were really disappointed with what Hooper uh, brought them. But I think time has been pretty uh, cool to this film. It's done really well. Um, and uh, it's out in a very special edition Blu-ray from uh, Shout Factory that you should uh, maybe spend some time perusing through. There's really great special features on that disc. All right, everybody, that's it for this uh, Film Find 5. Again, I'm Matt Smith. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MattBoydSmith. And I'll see you all on the next episode.